like yeah. cooking meat by cutting it with a chainsaw, which is not yeah, a, not um, a thing. Please don't try that. Well, at home. well, well. I will say, uh, if you li- if you're a redneck and you live in the south, yes, it is, but you shouldn't do it. Welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I just have our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. Kakegaruima show. <laughs> you love that show, don't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, be honest. You just like it because it's got busty women with fucking, like, scary-ass faces. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's literally the only reason. all right well tonight's episode of the podcast we are having a discussion that i feel we should have a giant spoiler alert right up front because what we are talking about tonight is specifically anime and or manga slash light novel endings so since we're going to be talking about endings yes we are going to be spoiling some things potentially so, but I think what we'll do is when we, before we start talking about certain shows, we'll definitely say we're about to talk about them. So if you do want to skip ahead a few minutes, uh, you can do that. I should, someone mentioned to me on, uh, uh, in a, in a message sent me, is like, you guys should really just add like annotations to your YouTube videos when you talk about spoilers. So I might actually look into doing that from now on. Ew. Who watches with annotations? Girl, I haven't seen an annotation in 10 years, but Okay. <laughs> That's what Listen. hashtag ad block is for. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so just just be warned about that. We may we may talk about some spoilerific stuff, but we will try really hard to announce what we're going to be spoiling before we actually spoil it. So with that out of the way, I want to ask the first obvious question to you, show. What are some things that you particularly think make for a good ending in anime or manga? Ugh, you should start by answering this question because my the things that I have answered it with are very particular. <laughs> so what would you what what makes a good ending for you, Alex? Okay, well since you have just um, put this back on me, I would say honestly the the thing that I like the most about an ending is when it it fulfills character arcs that have been like set out through the course of the anime or the manga, whatever the story happens to be. Um, Since most, I would say since most, especially most longer running manga and anime tend to revolve around character arcs and character based stories. um, Having the, having like fulfilled all the different like personalities of the characters, like you've seen what they're all capable of and how they've grown and stuff. Once you, once you get to the point where they really can't grow and you don't really need to know anything more about them, I think that's a really good point at which to end a show. And if you can end a show with, you know, using how much that character has grown, especially if it's a main character, I think that's really satisfying for me. So basically having developed the character fully. 
Yeah, and not not just the main character, like any a lot of the side characters. So you don't have to fully develop every single character in in, a, in an anime or a manga. But I think if you can do a large proportion of the main cast and most of the like side characters, I think that's really good, especially for a long running manga or anime. Like a good example of this is like Naruto. Both the manga and the anime did a really good job with, number one, making sure that every character had, like, for lack of a better term, their time in the sun. Like, everyone got developed to some extent. Um, There were no, like, really undeveloped characters in Naruto, at least not that I can remember. Um, There may have been a couple in the original Naruto series before they went to Shippen. Um, Actually, there were, now that I think about it, there were a couple of villains that didn't really get much development. It's like, you're just supposed to think these people are evil. Now we're moving on. Um, But I was very, very satisfied with how it ended because by the time you got to the ending of of Naruto Shippuden, what you had was a full picture of who all of these characters that you've come to know over so many years were and what they were capable of. And they used that very well in the last arc of of the story i thought which is why which is why i still refuse to watch boruto because and people keep telling me it's really good it's really good and i'm like it may very well be but i was so satisfied with how naruto ended that i didn't think it actually needed any more addition to its story honey can there can never be too much of a good thing Oh right? yes, there can. Oh yes, there can. I, I actually, I have another example of that, but I'll, I'll wait till later. Yeah, so I definitely agree with you that um, developing characters, um, not just the main one, is very important to me as well. And an example I have of that is something that didn't do that, <laughs> which would be the Akame Ga Kill manga. Um, oh yes, you, which oh, we, I have, we have, have made fun of you relentlessly for this too, by the way. Which I have repeatedly mentioned on this podcast, but I will mention it yet again. Um, that particularly, I didn't like the ending because a lot of the characters weren't developed to their full potential. Namely, S. Death was I not. Think it was, I was going to say. I was going to say. I think you particularly mean one character. <laughs> no, no, no. There's multiple. Okay, but most importantly, S. Death, who the which the character. I mean, the author, uh, like developed S. Death so much. Like she was one of the main characters basically because she was so developed, and then she they finish her character arc off so it in an undeserved manner in a way that really didn't do her service so i felt like that that really ruined the ending for me and as well um one of the other main antagonists was uh the emperor of the i don't know what he, the emperor of the empire <laughs> it was like a little kid and the whole premise of the entire show was that um the little kid is the emperor and he doesn't know what's going on. And then the prime minister is the evil one who is controlling the kid and like making the empire all shitty because he's an evil man that's like taking advantage of everything. And then at the and at the very end, instead of developing the emperor to be like, I don't know, to realize the bad things that's going on and fix it. It's like, it turns out the emperor was evil the whole time and he's just an evil boy. And I'm like, that makes no sense. The entire premise is that he was supposed to be a good person. Why did you change him to be bad? That makes that's just it's just so stupid. And the character and you could have um, developed his character so much better. And then they just ended on that note where all the antagonists got shitty development. And I'm like, this is how you don't 
end something get get some good development and then end it um so um piggybacking off the point of characters um i wrote down a similar point that uh i like to see in a good ending that um not only uh exploring all possibilities for the characters but also for like the premise itself um and to illustrate what i'm trying to say I'll talk about Code Geass. Um, so basically, Code Geass is a is a political war anime, and I feel with that Max. Hmm? with Max. With Max. No, we don't talk about that. Geass <laughs> <laughs> is not a mecha a, anime. <laughs> one of them. One of them makes a pizza. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, so by the end of Code Geass, I felt fulfilled that all the political uh, uh, and war and tactics and strategy and all those aspects of the anime that are pivotal to the premise were explored um to their full possibilities there were so many niche explorations of it there's so many um turnarounds and cliffhangers and i felt that it was fully explored and fully taken to uh the best that it could have been and that's exactly what i want to see i want to see um not only the characters but also the premise in some situations uh, taking to its full extent before we get to the ending. Yeah, I I would completely agree with you about the the code. Yeah, I like the way like the political intrigue in that show is done. Like they really explored all of that, and I think that by the by the end of the second season, they had. I hate using the term exhausted because it makes like it makes it sound like they you know they went a little too far, but they they had taken it as far as I think they could go, and then they ended it like right at, at the at the final point as to how far they could go. Yep. Um, and then and then they did something stupid and said they're gonna make a movie. We don't talk about that either. <laughs> I listen. I I love Code Yes. I love the first season. I I fucking adore the second season. I think the ending of the second season is absolutely perfect. Um, well, I not perfect, but it's one of the be- I would say it's one of the best endings in anime for sure. Um, and the fact that they feel the need to go back not only and 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 make a sequel to this, which if they were just making a sequel to this with you know, like where, like if they put it like ten or fifteen years in the future, it's like where are these characters? Some of these characters now, it's like I wouldn't have been so, I would, I would have been so like poo pooing this this movie. But the fact that they not only are going to make this movie, but they actually went back and retconned some stuff from season two, and it's like, why would you do this? Yeah, you had a good product. Why, why change it? Yeah, it's. It's like when they, well, you're too young to remember this because I am too. It's like when they did that when Coca-Cola did New Coke back in the '80s, and like people were like, "Why did you do this? You had a good thing going." Rip. <laughs> um. Yeah. I like. I fucking. I adore Code Geass's ending like so much, and now they're coming in to fuck with it. It's like, please don't, just don't, just don't watch it. I I actually I like they're probably gonna show this Code Geass movie here in in American theaters and like I have no intention of seeing it. Uh, well, if it's if it's in Canadian theaters, then I'll go watch it because movies are a fucking pain in the ass to find if they're if they're Japanese movies. Yeah, because God forbid Crunchyroll have fucking anime movies on its. Oh, catalog. maybe they might. Well, probably not. It's maybe. like a Funimation project, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah. Funimation is, is better about having movies on their streaming platform. The problem is their streaming platform sucks. What, they actually... I thought they just did it in theaters. I don't know. They put it on their streaming platform. Some some of their movies they do put on their streaming platform. Some they don't. I don't know how they make a decision as to why, but I'm not in charge of that, so whatever. <laughs> not that I have a Funimation subscription anyways. Um, But backing off of what you said about exhausting possibilities, so... Taking that to an even further extreme, I think you can actually make for make for a really bad ending where you over exhaust the possibilities of the premise, um, and you take it further than it probably should go. A really good example of this, and I know this hasn't ended yet, but eventually it will. Um, so, part eight of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga, which is currently ongoing. Um, has been ongoing for well over a decade now. It's by far the longest part in the JoJo's franchise in terms of, um, well, in terms of chapter and in terms of how long it's been in production. Um, And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a huge JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan. I, I love the manga. I love the anime adaptations. However... Araki is really, really, really... He just needs to end it at this point. Like, he has thoroughly exhausted all the story possibilities that he created with the opening few chapters of the manga. And, it, like, it just needs to end. We There's so many open questions, and none of it is getting answered. And it's like, just go into the final arc already. Like, please. We you're, not getting, you're not getting any old... You're not getting any younger. Just end it. We were talking about this before, um, but another manga that suffers the same issue, allegedly, is uh, Food Wars. Yeah. Where, um, you know, they've pretty much done as many quirky, uh, interesting, nuanced recipes uh, that they can. And uh, now they have started using um, quirky cooking techniques that are not even real. Like... Cooking meat by cutting it with a chainsaw, which is not yeah, a, not um, a thing. Please don't try well, that. At well, home. well, well. I will say, uh, if you li- if you're a redneck and you live in the south, yes, it is, but you shouldn't do it. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> uh, no, no. Oh so, my god! And she she seasons the blade of the of the chainsaw. Yes, I know that is not a thing that happens. Um, but I will say I, I give I give the Food Wars manga and and to a lesser extent the anime but mostly the manga uh, a lot of credit in the fact that most of the most if not all of the characters in Food Wars have been really well explored I think like their their backstories and and you know how good and how good of a, a chef they've become and and watching some of these characters grow is is really great. But I, I, I definitely agree. Like we're we're to the point now where you can almost tell they're running out of ideas and they're just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. And also like the character designs have become <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're no longer normal. They're just very actually you know, this is supernatural. <laughs> they're starting to look like JoJo's characters, honestly. <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, I I think that like I love the Food Wars manga. I love its art. I love its I love its story. I just think it, it's at this point now where they really need to whether they do some kind of a time skip or or something, they just need to end it because it's really exhausted its premise and so many of the characters have been fully developed at this point where like you could just end it. Just just end it. Like 
I feel like the format of manga um, in Japan encourages uh, exhausting a possibility until, like, even past how much Over it should be. Over exhausting it. Because it's like, if the, if the manga chapter gets good ratings, then... You, they're gonna keep going yeah they're gonna keep going even if the story doesn't need to keep going you're just gonna keep going hashtag naruto um, i yeah, um i certainly think that shonen manga encourages that explicitly um i i don't think you get rewarded as a shonen mangaka unless you have a particularly long-running uh manga series uh, you just, I mean, look at look at things like JoJo's or One Piece or Naruto or Bleach. Like they were all insanely long running. Well, in One Piece in particular, insanely long running manga series. Um, and I don't think as I mean, yeah, you can have a good shonen every now and then. That's like maybe four or five volumes and then you're done. But I don't think you typically get rewarded with good placement, especially in like shonen manga magazines. Uh, unless you have that long-running series, Gotta which is that. which is, I, I think it's kind of a shame, honestly, because I think there are good shonen stories you could tell that aren't that long. Mm-hmm. Not really. I think shonen. <laughs> <laughs> I think shonen is a pretty um, is a genre that requires a long time to tell, but that doesn't mean it needs to take uh, decades to tell. Okay, that's true. Or or two decades. <laughs> Oh God! <clears throat> Hashtag One Piece. No. Oh well, I, I say that, but well, I, I can't even say that because JoJo's has been around for longer, but it's not. They don't have as many. Doesn't have as many chapters as One Piece. Sad. Because the writer is lazy. Fuck! He's one of the busiest men in the in manga, uh, in manga in the manga industry. Um, but yeah, uh, where were we going with this? Oh, so something else that I think makes for that can make for a good ending if it's done well is if you kill off certain characters at the end. Now, this can't be out of the blue because that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for most endings. But okay. if you if you can strategically kill off certain characters, I think you can up the stakes of the ending. Like the dog. Like the dog. <laughs> Yes, light the dog. <laughs> um, I think uh, killing off characters comes hand in hand with um, developing a character to its fullest. Because once you develop a character and they're like completely done with everything, I mean, what else are they used for? For just you can just kill them at that point, and it really, it it, it won't really hurt the character, but it might drive the story, or it might make the ending more impactful. But yeah, so it can kill- make it way more, way more memorable. But killing off like a half developed character is not a good idea. Hashtag S death. <laughs> yeah, but that was done at the end. Yeah, isn't? Are we talking about endings? Yeah, I know. But a lot of times that ends up happening in the middle of the story just to create artificial tension. Oh God! See, I don't mind like killing off an undeveloped character in the middle of the story to start drama because I didn't care about that character in the first place. So whatever. But if you start developing the character, finish the development. <laughs> so can I, can I talk about an anime and a light novel series that doesn't do this and probably should have? What? Durara. I disagree. Well, you don't. Okay. So <laughs> huge spoilers for the end of Durara right now. <laughs> um, so, 
I think honestly the best the best way they could have had a, a much more satisfying conclusion is if they had killed off Isaiah. I honestly believe that if if Isaiah had been killed off toward the end of of the story, it would have been a much better ending. I mean, I agree. It's like the thing is that the from the beginning of the show, Isaiah and Shizuo want to kill each other, and then at the end of the show, they're like fighting each other to the death, and you know it makes sense for one of them to kill the other, and yet they both survive, and that's yeah. just dumb because like. The premise was that they want to kill each other. You built it up to where they were able to kill each other, and then you didn't kill. None of them died. So there was just that was a poor handling of that situation. Yeah, but I I I think you you do agree with me that it would have been a much more satisfying ending had Isaiah been killed. Yes, but that's not my main problem with the ending of Durarara. Well, what is? Oh God, um, let's see. Because I think I have another issue with the ending of Durara, and I think it might be the same one you have. Okay, well, this isn't really a point we've brought up so far, but something I like to see in a good ending is giving cohesive finality to the themes and messages of the story. And for Durara, the to me, what I got from the story, the unifying message is that um, you know, life is chaotic and everything interacts with everything else on very sm- in very small ways, but very meaningful ways. And that's what brings the story together of Durara. And the problem with the ending that doesn't reflect this message is that by the end of Durara, nothing happens. No, that's exactly that's exactly my problem with the end of Durara. Like none of it matters. Everything from the very beginning to the very end, like it could have not happened, and the ending would have been exactly the same. Exactly. You start from you start from um, the status quo, and you end at the status quo. Nothing changes, and the whole like the whole point of Durara is that I want to feel rewarded for following all of these tiny stories and understanding how they all interact and by the end of it seeing a very complicated chain of reaction of how we got from point A to point B. However, you don't get it. <laughs> however, the author doesn't give me a point B. We're getting from point A to point A. So there's no point in paying attention to anything that happened in between because we didn't get anywhere. So that's a that's the the kind of ending where the the ending doesn't reflect the entire point, the entire message of the show. That's the kind of ending that I don't like. Yeah, where like you feel like, well, what's the point at the end of it? Like you, you finish the story, it's like, well, what was the whole point of that? Yeah, I don't. We're right don't, back where we fucking started. Yeah, I don't really feel like I got anything from that. Like, and and the 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 how it is with Durara is like so disappointing because the author of Durara did a really good job creating all these minuscule connections between all these characters, these threads that keep pulling on each other throughout the rest of the story. And you think, well, wow, there's going to be some big payoff at the end. Like all these threads are going to unravel and all these characters are going to come to blows. And it's like, no, it doesn't happen. And that's so frustrating because it was set up to do that so well. And then it doesn't. Yep. That's one of the reasons I like Durara. Definitely, like my 
my opinion of the anime and the light novel completely changed after that. Like, I wouldn't say I outright hated it because I, I still love the way that the characters were developed throughout the story. I just don't like the way I don't, I don't like what was done with that development. I still think it's a good story, just with the terrible ending. Um, but it definitely like it. It made me. It made my opinion of it go from like a nine out of ten to like a six out of ten. Mm. I don't know what exactly the score is, but for me, but I don't think it's a six out of ten. I think like it's still pretty uh, stimulating to watch all of the minute interactions, but it's just there's no impact at the end. So yeah, it's a. I think it's. Uh, it has some parts that are well written, but the not the not the ending so it's just it's like half good half bad yeah yeah and and that's one of it's a great shame um so getting back to killing off certain characters another i think another anime that you and i both appreciate is an anime called 91 days and that anime is all about like the entire premise of the show revolves around the two main characters and will they or won't they kill each other I guess. <laughs> that See, mean, don't you okay, think that made like, don't you think that made the ending a lot better though? He didn't kill the other guy though, right? No. Wait, I forget what happened. Wait. So at the very, very, very end, we see the um the gangster driving off, mm-hmm. and is it implied and that's when that, the credits roll? Is it implied that he dies, or I mean, I'm talking about the gangster, or not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what happens in the ending is that um, I forget the guy's name now because it's <laughs> Nero. Nero, yes, Nero, um, the the blonde-haired one. Who um, isn't blonde? <laughs> who isn't really blonde? Um, um, he, after he uh, kills, I forget his name too. What was the Angelo? main character's name? Angelo. Yes. After he kills Angelo, he drives off, and as he's driving off, there's there's someone who looks very suspiciously like a gangster that just watches him drive off, and that's when the credits roll. The implication, I think, is supposed to be that he ends up getting killed later on. Okay. Well, that's okay. You know what? Honestly, it doesn't matter if he dies or not. To me, Nine One Days is not about who's gonna kill who because no one cares about Nero. Okay. <laughs> The point of 91 Days was supposed to be a revenge story that Nero fucked with the protagonist, so the protagonist is going to fuck him back. But it the it never like the revenge story uh doesn't work out according to plan and everything gets fucked up. So I don't know. 91 Days to me the ending is more of a shock factor in that in the entirety of the show was like i want to get revenge and then by the end of it you don't get revenge and um then you get fucked yeah. while you got your back turned yeah so i mean like you momentarily I, forgot about revenge and then it's like oh i trust you now boom in the back i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no he never forgot about revenge what are you talking about <laughs> I would know. It's just that 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 very specific point where he actually they're like, they're on the beach and he turns his back to him and it's like it's almost like it's like I trust you for just this moment and it's like he picked that moment to fucking put a bullet in his back of his head. Well, I would say that he had at that point he gave up because I don't think he had a chance of surviving. But I can see that like the 
the message of 91 Days that I'm getting from the ending is that revenge is self-destructive, which is an interesting... Yeah. It is an interesting is. message, and I think it's a pretty impactful message the way they portrayed it. I think it's also the the shock factor, like I said, is a big thing because there, there was no build-up. There's no real build-up to that message being the main uh, point of the story. The main point has always been getting revenge, so twisting the uh, message of the story around on its head was interesting, but I think it yeah. worked. So oh, I I definitely think it worked. I mean, it's it's a very memorable ending, um, but it also illustrates something else that we we wanted to talk about here: the idea of a true ending versus an open ending. Because there is a little bit of wiggle room in Ninety One Days's ending, like as to what actually happens to Nero. And is that is what that you meant by an open ending? What do you mean by an open ending? Where it's up, it's left up to the audience to decide what happens to certain characters or to a certain situation. I wouldn't consider ninety-one days an open ending. I do because you don't you don't necessarily know what happens. You're given an, you're given a, a hint as to what might happen, but it's up to you to decide whether it actually happened or not. I mean, that's like the weakest open ending I've ever seen. <laughs> because like, what are the possibilities? Either he's alive and the the entire purpose of the story is meaningless or he's dead and then there's meaning to the story. So like, is there really an open ending? I don't think so. <laughs> to me, the, the only reason they did that was um, to put a possibility of a second season. Maybe. that You, you could be right because 91 Days is an anime original. True. It doesn't have source material. Um, and, and I think that's why that may be why some open endings do exist in anime, especially with anime originals. What Th- other originals just, are you thinking of? Well, I, uh, something that's uh, relatively recent, um, uh, 91 days or not, I said 91 days, we're talking <laughs> about 91 days. Um, we're t- no, um, Zombieland saga has a somewhat open ending and it makes it very, very possible for a second season to happen even though Zombieland Saga really isn't a drama with much of a uh, like a story but it's 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 open enough to where you could bring everyone back for a second season um trying to think of some other recent uh anime originals that could have I mean Little Witch Academia you could bring that back for a second season. Hell, Trigger says they want to have a second season of Little Witch Academia. I mean, but like the the arc of the story was fulfilled, so yeah, doesn't that? I'm just going by by what Trigger says. Like they they want to do a second season because like there's four or five of the animators that have come together and they say they have a story arc already in place if a second season gets greenlit. Oh, Trigger. <laughs> They lo- oh man, Trigger loves Little Witch Academia. All of the open endings in anime I can think of are adaptations of sources that are not fully adapted. So of course it's an open and ending. Th- yeah, that's yeah, that's why they're open ended. Yeah. <laughs> two for two reasons: one, for the possibility of a second season; two, to get you to go read the fucking source material; and three, because the part that they adapted isn't actually the ending. So of course they can't end it. Like ReZero. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, I, I I still haven't read much of the source material for ReZero, the light novel, which is actually the web novel, I think, is the original source material. Um, I haven't read much of it either, to be honest. Um, 
Okay, okay. I was about to... I was thinking of... Sorry to interrupt you. I was thinking of an <laughs> open ending that is actually open. I think Durarara is a properly open ending because... Yeah? It is like, what what happens? We don't know what happens, honestly. It could... Literally, it could go in every direction. <laughs> or it could just happen all over again and then we get back to the exact same place. Exactly. That's... I feel like that's a really... Very, the most open I can think of an, of an ending. <laughs> It is very open. Um, where was I going Re-zero. with my? Oh yeah. So, actually, I know some people think it. Well, people who have actually read the source material know it's not an actual ending to to the, the anime of Re-Zero, the anime adaptation of ReZero. But I actually personally enjoyed the way the ReZero anime ended, even though I know it's not the actual ending of the story, and there's more to be done with these characters and and. Like, like if that were the ending of a first season, I would think that was a great way to end the first season going into a second. And I don't understand. I really don't understand why White Fox is so hesitant about doing a second season. Like, we, we myself and John were talking about it. I think you were also with us when we were talking about this. Like, the whole thing with, with Shield Hero that's, that's airing right now, it's like, it's an isekai with, like, a revenge story and 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 like and people love it and it's like john was like yeah they and i asked john why why do you think crunchyroll is promoting this so much it's like because people in japan and apparently people in the west love the idea of a re-zero like story and my 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 reaction was well if they love re-zero stories so much why not a second season of re-zero why not a second season of attack on titan five years ago honey because the uh the anime industry is self-destructive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Revenge and the anime industry is self-destructive. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I well, the the thing is with the with the open endings, I think we're seeing a little bit. We're seeing more and more of those with anime or with yeah with anime adaptations of of source material, for the simple fact that there seems to be a way more willingness to have multiple seasons of anime now than there used to be for adaptations. Like a, a good example is like, well, probably three of the best examples I can think of are the Monogatari series, uh, the rail decks franchise. And, um, well, probably attack on Titan at this point. Eh. Uh, I think it's, I think it's safe to say that attack on Titan, the, the studio wit, anime adaptation of attack on titan is most likely going to be a complete adaptation whenever it gets done the manga if you say so in how many years 20 30 honey maybe who i mean i'm just saying i it seems like they're they're committed at this point to doing a complete adaptation we know for a fact that the the rail decks franchise is getting a complete adaptation of all of its source material especially the index one which the third season of index is going to cover all the source material that index has um, and we're getting a third season of um, of Railgun and a and a uh, anime adaptation of the Accelerator uh, stories. So, I and then Shaft has said that they're going to do a complete adaptation of the Monogatari series. So I feel like I they've think, just run out of uh, more material to adapt, so they're just going back to their old IPs. And you know what? There there may there may be something to that. I, I think that. Um, I think that there are some studios that may have gone back and looked at some of the adaptations they did in the past. And say, well, this is popular. Why don't we just do a second season of this? It's like, okay. Which it's like, well, good thing we did an open ending back then. 
but yeah, I, I think with the open ending uh, idea, it's like I think that more studios are far more willing to do that now, seeing as how they're far more willing to engage in multiple seasons of anime adaptations. Um, I guess. So uh, I'm trying to think where we where we go from here. Um, so I can think of another anime that left me very unsatisfied with its ending, and it's an anime original. <laughs> go figure. Um, and that's an anime from a couple years ago called Kado the Right Answer. Um, I mean, okay, so I want to be very specific about this. I loved Kado, and I actually still rather like what Kado was able to do. Um, and I highly recommend you go watch it if you haven't. Um, if for nothing else, then it's technical achievements because it's a, a CG show. Well, it's a mixture of CG and traditional animation, but it's a mixture that's done right where it's not so jarring when they switch between both either one. Um, and uh, it has it has a good story up until like the last two episodes. Um, and the last two episodes, the, the story just takes an absolute shit. Um, and it feels like an anime because it's a 13 episode anime it feels like if it were a 15 or a 16 episode anime the story would have actually ended really well because what happened is that the the story feels very rushed because they they introduce like this like head out of the ass time travel concept right at the very end and it's like well where was this the whole time when we could have just used this to get to the ending from the very beginning Back to what we were talking about, Kado is an example that did not exhaust all the possibilities for its premise. Its premise had so much more room to be explored, but I think they just had a short runtime and they had to wrap it up quickly, among other yeah. problems with the ending. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and and the, uh, another thing to bring up is like, up until like the last couple episodes of the show, like the character characters acted like the characters were established to act. And then all of a sudden with the last two episodes, these characters are acting like completely different to how they've been established. And it's like, well, what the fuck? It's like one of the characters who's really, uh, uh, mild mannered becomes like this fucking warrior woman. It's like, okay, sure. Whatever. She cracked, honey. I, I maybe she came out of her Sundere shell. That would be, um, no, that that's a that's a reverse sundere. That's a deretsun. A deretsun. A deretsun. Um, but I, I, it was really disappointing with Kata because I think it had a really great premise because it's it's what's known as hard science fiction, which is so rare in anime. Uh, that I, it's something that I really wish more like writers in the anime sphere would kind of go into like um, uh orange orange isn't hard sci-fi <laughs> orange is a drama i'm pretty sure it tries um, to be a hard sci-fi i it has it's it has a time travel element in it but it's not it's not really a science fiction um but uh like ghost in the shell is hard sci-fi and it's done really well and i think that Kado could have been really great had it been like a 16 or a 17 episode show. I think it really could have been. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. 
Yeah, I know. I, it's it's easy to say that looking back, and it's it's really easy to say that, you know, having not worked on it at all and not been subject to the constraints of the anime industry. But it's one of those things where I, I feel like if it had not, if it had been something that was done by Netflix, would have been done better. What? Because Netflix, Netflix Netflix would have given them the money to have 15 or 16 episodes. Wait, was it it's not done by Netflix? No, it wasn't done by Netflix. It Isn't was, it on is it not on Netflix or no? It may be on Netflix. I have I mean, it was on Crunchyroll when I watched it. Um it may have it may be on Netflix who now. Did, who did Kado? What studio? I'm looking I'm looking it up. Give me a second. Kado, the uh, wrong answer. The wrong shut up. <laughs> oh, it was done by Toei. Yes, Toei, yes. See, I thought it was done by Polygon Pictures because you know they do CG Polygon's stuff. Because Polygon's known for CG, and then Polygon basically all of Polygon stuff is on Netflix. So maybe this wasn't on Netflix. I mean, it may be on Netflix somewhere, but I'm not. I don't think it's on Netflix in North America. Anyway, uh, this Kato was very disappointing for it, it, its ending. Like every a lot of other stuff about it, I I really really love, but not its ending. Rip. I know it, it's it's a shame. It's a shame when you do stuff so well and then fuck it up at the end. <clears throat> Darling in the Franks. Uh, um, it was never good. Uh, it was good. It was good. Should we talk about the ending of Darling in the Franks or do we really want to open that can of worms? Ugh. You can talk about it. I have nothing to say. Fucking space woman. That's all I got to say. Uh, I really, I love Darling in the Franks up until about episode 18 or 19. That's when I really felt like it, just really got it, it it lost the plot it like literally lost the plot and we've talked about this before the biggest problem with the ending of darling in the franks is number one the um the climax comes way too late uh number two uh they introduce the actual villain of the story right before the climax which is never a good idea and they tried to resolve this by coming up with an ass pull of an ending by having the one of the main characters trans like transform into a fucking spaceship for no reason and then of course being triggered it ends in space um and then it's like I, like why why would you do this to something you had already set up so well i think the main problem with darling in the franks is that it wants to be is it science fiction? No, it's like... It's got a science fiction bent okay. to it. It wants to be science fiction and a drama. And for the majority of the uh, run of the show, it focuses on the drama between the characters. But then the climax is all focused on the science fiction element. And that's... It's just... There's no reward to the buildup of the drama. Because now we're, we've whiplashed to the science fiction, which you never really explored for the uh, for the majority of the show so it's just weird yeah i it, it is a bit of a whiplash effect for sure um i also think it wasn't helped by the fact that uh this was a collaboration between trigger and um a1 and i think two different writing teams worked on two halves of the anime and i think that handicapped it somewhat knows i yeah i think that like i telling the franks is such a weird thing for me because like i genuinely 
loved what it was, but not what it ended up being. Like, I have enormous respect for Trigger. Like, Trigger is my second favorite anime studio of all time. And I really, like, I was up until, like, the the midway through the second half of the, the show. I'm like, this is fucking phenomenal show. This is going to go down as one of the greatest anime of all time. And then, like, episode 18, 19 comes along. And I'm like, uh, never mind. I don't know. I was really disappointed by what by by what Darling ended up being. And it's like, I didn't want this. Nobody asked for this. Uh, so since we've been talking, we, well, we've been talking a little bit about originals. I want to talk about adaptations for just a second. Cause it's a question I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. If you're doing an anime adaptation of a manga, a light novel, a visual novel, whatever, do the people, does the studio that makes it, do the animators that create it have any obligation to faithfully adapt the source material, even if they think they can come up with a better ending? In theory, no, they don't have an obligation because they should just, uh, they should just write, not write, they should just animate whatever, uh, ending is the best ending, even if it's not, uh, the canon ending. However, in practice, the canon ending is usually the best ending, so. (laughs) The canon, like, the source material usually makes the most sense and has the most time to, like, pull all the strings together, um, whereas the anime original endings usually don't um aren't really well that well thought out so yeah well i i bring this up because i want to i want to i want to go into the old tired argument of full metal alchemist so full metal alchemist has two different anime adaptations the original 2003 full metal alchemist and full metal alchemist brotherhood and there's always going to be i think there's always going to be a debate about which has the better ending because the original uh, Full Metal Alchemist from 2003. Uh, that adaptation started while the manga was still in publication, and they got to the point where up to where the manga was, and they're like, "Well, we got to figure out how to end this because we can't have a can't have a gap in episodes and then come back when it's finished." So the animators came up with their own ending, which varies wildly with the actual ending that the mangaka came up with for. Uh, the manga and then so uh, i think it's like five or six years later they went back and they redid the entire thing this time putting in the ending that was in the manga now there's some people who actually prefer 2003's ending over uh brotherhoods uh i am not one of those people i actually think that the canon manga ending is actually better it certainly gives far more of a conclusion to the story arcs and the character arcs that were started in the manga than the anime original ending but do you actually have an opinion about this or have you even seen both i have seen both i haven't read the manga um but I don't really well, remember. Well, if you've seen if you've seen Brotherhood, you know how the manga ends because it's okay. a really it's a very faithful adaptation of the manga. I don't really remember too uh, vividly how the 2003 I think adaptation uh, ended. I don't even remember a proper ending. Wasn't it just like was there even any conclusion? Yes, there was uh, the well. The Brotherhood uh, ending has definitely it, it concludes a, almost all of the character arcs. It ties up a bunch of loose ends, which the 2003 one didn't. Um, and 
it gives like the like the whole will they won't they thing with the Winry Ed relationship thing. It gives it like a proper conclusion right at the end. Like you find out it's like yeah they did. No, I'm talking about 2003. Oh, 2003. No, no, it it, it did not have. In my personal opinion, did not do as much to like complete the character arcs and it. I am think I, it, am I wrong or of, did um, Edward didn't achieve his goal? That he set out to do not in really no right okay yeah so like that's just it's like it's not even an ending you didn't even finish the story <laughs> you didn't even get to the end point of the main goal of what Edward was doing so like I don't know how you can prefer the 2003 ending the story didn't even get anywhere <laughs> I mean that's I don't know. Some people just, I don't know why, but some people actually prefer the 2003 ending. I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong because the, I mean, it has its merits uh, over the, the brotherhood ending. It's just, I just prefer the canon ending because it feels like more of a wrap up than the 2003 ending. It, it feels way more satisfying to me. Well, obviously because uh, things actually got wrapped up. So, yeah. Yeah. Not not to say that the 2003 ending didn't tie up any loose ends because it did. Um but it just felt like there were a lot of dangling threads at the end of the of the 2003 version. Probably, um, I don't remember. <laughs> it has been quite a while since I've seen 2003. It, actually, it might be interesting to go back and rewatch both just to see if my opinion on either has changed, especially with the endings. Girl, if you want to waste your time, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I it's just it's an interesting question. I I don't necessarily think that anime studios have an ob a quote unquote obligation to faithfully adapt endings, but I think they have an impetus to definitely do it, because if you're doing an anime adaptation, obviously a lot of people who have read the source material are going to come in and watch your anime. I mean, ideally, um, so if it's a well-received ending from the people who actually read the source material, you're going to want to, I hate to use the word pander, but yeah, pander to them. Even if you think you can make a better ending. So you're saying they should not do an original ending. I'm saying the only reason you should do an original ending is if the source material you're working with doesn't already have one. See, okay, I've talked about this before, but like, oh, well, never mind. That doesn't actually apply. But <laughs> I would disagree. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna adapt a source material that isn't fully finished, um, then I wouldn't put in an anime original ending because more than okay, if you like, like I said, theoretically, if you can wrap it up well, do it. But more than likely, you can't because. <laughs> You don't have all the threads, and there's really no point in wrapping up something that in a in a way that is not the not the best way you could have done it. So I would just leave it um, open, like re-zero. Just you know, we're gonna continue this maybe, maybe later. Yeah, maybe later. Maybe in ten years. Maybe ended at a point that seems like an ending for a particular story arc within the story, and then like pick it up at the beginning of the next story arc probably yeah i mean i can i can live with that um i i well there are there are some manga out there or or light novels that actually never will get an ending because the creator died uh before it was finished 
Um, I'm thinking more specifically right now about something like High School of the Dead, which already does have an anime adaptation, which I I thought was pretty good. Um, but since the creator has died, I mean, obviously we won't get an ending to the manga. So if there were going to be more of the anime adaptation and they wanted to do a complete adaptation of everything that they had so far and then do an original ending, I would be okay with that. I guess. I don't even know what the plot of High School of the Dead is. Zombies. Exactly. Is it even... <laughs> it's zombies It's zombies plus ecchi. That's all you need to know. So they fuck the zombies? No, no, no. But you get to see a lot of the characters naked. Hills have eyes? Sure. We'll go with that. You know... The hills have eyes set in a high school. <laughs> have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> the zombies fuck the people. Yes, I know. <laughs> Spoiler alert out there for anyone who hasn't seen The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills have fucking cocks, honey. Better watch out. <laughs> Could you even imagine? <clears throat> Wait, I've watched Zombie Land Saga. Yes, I can. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. So, in conclusion, <laughs> see what I did there? Very funny. I think it's safe to say that there are multiple ways that you can come up with good endings for a show, an anime. However, if you're going to not do them, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Very helpful advice. (laughs) I mean, really, it's the best advice I can come up with. Okay, well, I do have one more question for you, and I think I know the answer to this, and this is what we'll end on. So there's been a couple of of anime series that have come out over the last, I'll say, five to six years that have had their conclusions be in the form of movies. Do you think that's a good idea? Well, no, because I don't live in Japan. I can't go see the movie. And you also don't live in the United States, so it's really hard sometimes. <laughs> well, most of the stuff you get, I get, so. Yeah, not all, but most, you're right. You're trying to, trying to rub that in? I'm just saying. God, I'm so racist. Just, just saying. Canadian isn't a race. Whoa, that is, that right there is racist. <laughs> oh, man. So... Uh, I personally don't mind it as long as the movie is good. Uh, the thing, <laughs> the big example I can point to, I can actually point to two examples uh, recently. Um, the Chinebio, the Love De- uh, Love Chinebio of the Delusions movie that came out last year. Uh, I really, really loved it. I'm a big fan of the Chinebio franchise in general. Um, I thought it was a great, great conclusion to the anime. I think you and I show both agree that the second season of that show was mostly pointless yep um but i thought that the way they did the the movie it was basically the funny thing about that movie was it was is a road trip anime but it was basically a road trip through the kyoani library because like there's there's like places and things from other kyoani uh anime that appear like in the background of that movie um like a good example is um there's the uh, the, the uh, storefront from Tomoko Market appears in in the anime. Um, the school that 
that uh, Haruhi goes to in the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya appears in the background at one point. Um, it's just it's just a lot of really callbacks to Kyoani stuff, which I I personally loved. But even the story itself, I thought was good. They didn't mention many things that happened in the second season. All of the callbacks were to stuff that happened in the first. Uh, so that was cool. I just thought it's a, it's a great way. It's a great way to end that particular series, and it finally wrapped up the whole will they, won't they actually actually for real this time be together? And it's like yeah, yeah, they will be. Mm. I'm glad. I'm pretty sure wasn't that wrapped up at the end of season one. Well, not really, but like you could you could assume. No, I I can t- I can tell you this is huge spoiler for the Geneva movie. Um, so in the in the beginning of the Geneva movie, they reveal that they have been dating since the end of the first season, but they haven't even held hands. I mean, it's Japan. If you don't. <laughs> I, you I, don't. Hey, loop. don't hold hands without protection. That is no, that no is glove. how you ruin your life. No glove, no love. Exactly. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, should we end this now? I just want to bring up one more point that we okay. uh, skipped over, um, and that was a question: uh, When is it appropriate for a story to have a happy or a sad ending? And I just want to say that I have a problem with. <laughs> with stories anime and manga that um force a happy ending when it's not appropriate um and it really pisses me off (laughs) um for example like i could give examples but the main point is that if the characters deserve to die then they should die (laughs) (laughs) like if they've done shitty stuff in their life, no matter how much they've redeemed themselves, you know, they have to repent for their sins by dying. <laughs> like this, it to me, it's the most appropriate thing to do. Um, I'm gonna give. I, there's a lot of different things I could say, but I'm gonna give two examples. Um, one, Code Geass, that um, you know, obviously a lot of people who watch Code Geass sympathize with Lelouch. You know, he has good intentions. He does a lot of good for the world. But at the same time, you know, he's done really shitty things. He's killed a lot of people. And in order to repent for those things, he has to die. So it makes sense for him to die. And if he didn't die, then it, it doesn't make sense. So it's really good that that happened. Um, Which is why we're upset about the movie. Yes. And then uh, a an opposing example where the person doesn't die um, is uh, the manga of Tokyo Ghoul, where literally in the first volume, the character, the main character, says that if he was the uh, main protagonist of a story, it would end in tragedy. Um, and he he has good intentions. Like obviously, we root for him, but he kills a lot of innocent people in his good intentions. And um, clearly, you've been foreshadowing up to a tragic ending where he repents for his sins by dying, but the mangaka decides to give him a happy ending where he's alive, which doesn't make sense. Doesn't It doesn't mesh with the point and the themes of the story, and it the character doesn't deserve to live. And I don't understand, like, I don't know who you're pandering to. I don't understand people who always want a happy ending. If the character deserves to have a sad ending, I am perfectly okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with characters I love dying if it makes sense for them to die at the end. And 
what do you do you have anything to say about this now i haven't i haven't read or watched Tokyo ghoul so i can't speak to that but i i do i do agree for sure like forced happy endings or just 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 forced endings in general, but very specifically forced happy endings are just, it's terrible because it's not what you, it's not what's being built up. If you're, if you're building up to a a tragic or a sad ending, go through with it. Exactly. Don't pussy out. Yeah. I'm like, I guess you you think that you're pandering to fans and be like, I can't disappoint my fans. I'm like, no, but you'll do your fans so much better of a service if you do the characters a service of making a logical narrative decision that would make sense for the characters to kill them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you because you're right. So, um, if like any authors out there, if you're thinking about about disappointing your fans by killing characters that need to be killed. You're not disappointing your fans. You're actually you're you're doing a service to them because it would make sense for them to die. <laughs> I can actually uh, one one last example I can give. I can actually think of a story that has both a happy and a sad ending. Okay. Um, depending on how you look at it, and that is the ending to the third part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, depending on if you actually liked some of the side characters, like if you really love some of the side characters, it's a really sad ending for you. Um, but overall, it's it's portrayed as a happy ending. Um, it's okay. So big spoilers for the end of part three. So uh, three of the main characters throughout the throughout the story end up dead. That's uh, Kakuin, Iggy, and Avdol. And like the last the last scene in in JoJo's part three is Jojo looking at a picture that they all took together on this trip that they've been on and then just looking at it before he puts it back in his pocket. And then that's like, that's literally how it ends with him lit flying off on a plane. And after looking at that picture and it's like, depending on what characters you really liked and really didn't, that can be both happy or sad. Okay. Anyway, that that's the example I have. I mean, I, I think, you should end you should end a story either happy or sad depending on what you've built it up to be exactly you shouldn't try and do a 180 on that unless unless you're not actually going to end the story there you're going to do like an after story then maybe i can see that working and i don't think like a happy or a sad ending is inherently good or bad it's just what is appropriate for the story you're telling yes yes absolutely I think there are there like like you say there there are situations where you want a happy ending and there are also situations where you want a sad or a tragic ending and it's just it it depends on the story you're writing and don't try and do a 180 right at the end exactly all right well that's a great spot to end it so thank you all there for dropping into list this we hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you if you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast you can find us on youtube soundcloud and itunes if you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little more fun, you can join our Discord server, become a member of our Facebook group, follow our Twitch channel, and visit our website. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns on this or any episode, feel free to shoot us an email. Links to all of these things will be down below in the description. I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, show. The best ending is when you end yourself. Oh, God, no, no, no. <laughs>